Hello. So I just went to McDonald's and I'm actually regretting it. <laughs> I'm like very worried that I'm just going to, I'm worried I'm going to shit out nuggets for the next three weeks because I'm, I'm fighting for my life right now. <laughs> my stomach hurts so badly. So I definitely would not recommend that. Anywho, um, <laughs> today I'm going to be talking about my May favorites and obsessions and things that I've been doing. And yeah, I'm just going to chat a little bit about just a really random selection of things and try to get my saliva under control because I find that I have a really hard time talking and not slurring like that. It's really annoying. Like, it drives me nuts. I'm surprised that people have told me that my voice is nice because I'm just like hearing it back and listening to it so I can edit it is the most frustrating thing ever because I hate my voice. <laughs> so like hearing it back is really annoying. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into it. The first thing I want to talk about is the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes trailer. Oh my god. They had absolutely no reason to make President Snow, the younger version, that fine. He's so good looking. It's crazy. He's, play He's played by Tom Blythe. Oh my god. I saw the trailer and I was like, my mouth was watering. I was just like, oh he's so pretty look at him in all of his glory and i'm like too bad he's a total psychopath that you know kills people for fun i'm just like oh that's a bummer but i didn't realize that hunter schaefer schaffer i feel like i'm gonna get totally destroyed if i pronounce her name wrong i didn't realize that she was in this movie she plays president snow's sister i guess or cousin or i don't know someone that's related to him so I thought that was really cool, and obviously Rachel Ziegler is just, like, extremely talented, and I, in the trailer, she was so good, so good. So if you guys don't know what The Ballad of Songbirds and Six is, it's a book in the Hunger Games series. It's, like, the last one, not the last one, it's not the last book, but it's, like, a background story, I guess, that's set before the Hunger Games books. Um... And the Hunger Games have been an absolute, not only a fantastic book series, but they were also really successful movies um, that were just so much fun to watch. And, um, but I'm a huge Josh Hutcherson fan, and I'm a massive Jennifer Lawrence fan, so uh, I kind of got hooked after watching that series. I also noticed that Josh Hutcherson is going to be in the FNAF, 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 I used to say FNAF all the time, my sister would be like, what is wrong with you, why do you sound like such an idiot right now? The FNAF trailer, Josh Hutcherson is going to be one of the security guards, I thought that was so cool, I'm just like, I mean, I'm not a huge FNAF, I'm not a huge FNAF fan, but I know a lot of people are, but I do like looking at Josh Hutcherson's face, so I think I'll be watching that movie anyways, um, but yeah, it's just, the trailer looked incredible for The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, and the casting is fantastic, so I'm really looking forward to that movie, but it doesn't come out for, like, a, a while, until, like, the end of the year, so I'm super bummed about that, because I want to go watch it, but yeah, that's something I'm really looking forward to in terms of movies. Um, oh, 
And speaking of movies, here's one you guys all need to watch. So it's called Cha-Cha Real Smooth, and it features... It's called Cha-Cha Real Smooth, and the cast includes Dakota Johnson, which, oh my lord, she's so talented, and she's just a really great person, and I'm obsessed with watching anything with her in it. I I don't know if you guys have gone on YouTube and watched uh, the Arco... The, the Architectural Digest YouTube videos of celebrities' homes, hers and Troy Sivan's houses not only are my favorites design-wise, but I love both of them and hearing them, they have super soothing voices and just a really great aura, I guess, or like vibe about them. So I'm a huge Dakota Johnson fan. So when I saw that she was in this movie, I was like, that's the whole reason why I even started watching it. I cried my eyes out. It was so bad. Like, my family came into my room and was like, because I was hyperventilating. Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. It's just Dakota Johnson. She's just so good. And everyone's just looking at me like I'm a nut job. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But anyways, I'll go ahead and talk about what this movie is about. Also, I need to move my mic because I keep talking and then it doesn't pick up any of my voice because I keep turning my head. So anyways. So the main character is Andrew. He's a recent graduate of Tulane University whose main goal is to earn enough money to follow his girlfriend to Barcelona. He mostly takes aimless scrapping funds together by living at home in suburban New Jersey, unfortunately, um, and working in a mall food court restaurant with the awesomely terrible name of Meat Sticks. But he stumbles into an actual job as a party starter on the local bar and bat mitzvah circuit, urging awkward adolescents and their slightly inebriated parents to get on the dance floor and do the electric slide. <laughs> Rife and his production team clearly had a ball coming up with the specific details for all the themed events and the way he captures the nervous energy of this youthful time of flux will make you shudder in recognition in the sense that we've all been there. Like we've all had some sort of like awkward party or awkward moment that I think we can all remember at some point in our lives. And when I watched that, I was like, oh my god, I was brought back to my 16th birthday when I invited a bunch of people that I was friends with separately, but not a lot of them knew each other and weren't really friends. So it was super awkward to try and have a conversation with any of them. And I realized that 90% of them were fake. And I was like, <laughs> the only person I really talked to in that group, there's only one person that I really stay in contact with because she's like one of my best friends. And it was just so crazy. I don't know if you guys have ever done that where you've like taken all your friends from separate groups and then put them all into a room. It is not only the most awkward situation ever, you feel so dumb because you're like, why did I think this was a good idea? I have separate groups for a reason. Like we don't all get along. Whoa. And it was awkward. And I literally just wanted to crawl in a hole and die right there because I was just... I was so annoyed with myself. I'm like, why did I do this? But anyways, when I watched um, the first scene of the bat mitzvah and just kids being very awkward and not really knowing how to socialize or start conversations, I was like, oh my god, I've totally been there. I've been the person that threw a party like that. So it was like really funny, but also I was getting secondhand embarrassment from my the version of myself that experienced it firsthand. <laughs> So, where Dakota Johnson comes in, her main character's name, her character's name is Domino, 
and she meets Andrew with her daughter, uh, Lola, who has autism. And the fact that he's drawn to them and insistent that they have a good time feels like a natural expression of who this guy is. He's extremely kind and just a huge goofball and he doesn't take life seriously even though all the people around him are pushing him you know you're at that age you need to get a job you need to be living on your own you need to be doing this and that and this and that and I saw myself in him in the sense that I have some family members in my life who feel the need to constantly remind me that I'm not doing good enough that I'm not doing what other kids should be doing because from my perspective I'm like okay I go to community college I live at home I don't pay rent I mean I do have a job so I can buy you know whatever books and stuff mostly um because no one else is gonna pay for my insane Barnes and Noble bill except me (laughs) but I've had a lot of family members just be like you're not doing this like everybody else's you're a failure and you kind of look at yourself and you think well I don't personally think that I am I'm just doing it differently than everybody else is I like seeing it that way because if I'm to look at myself through other people's perspectives I'm probably would just hate myself more than I already you know not more than I already do but I would probably hate myself a lot more because I'm looking through a negative lens and that's something I've come to terms with because my entire childhood I've spent trying to be a people pleaser and trying to convince people that I'm someone that I'm not and only just this year have I realized that that is completely draining me and burned me out so I'm trying to get back into you know a cycle not back into it because I've never been in one but I'm trying to get into the mindset of like fuck what everybody else says who cares I'm like it's your life that you live it's just really frustrating when people feel the need to interject themselves in your life and they're not even the ones living it so that's why I get really frustrated, but this is why one, this movie was so, like, that just stuck with me and really resonated with me because I saw myself reflected in basically every single character in this movie. Even, like, the super toxic popular girl, I saw myself in that when I used to, you know, gossip and, you know, attract drama. And I saw myself in that and I hated it because I was just like, that was a version of me that I couldn't stand and I still loathe to this day. But I've moved away from that person now. And I've become more like Domino in the sense that she really cares about people and she wants the best for the people that she loves, but she still doesn't understand herself completely. And that's kind of what causes the turmoil in all of her relationships is that she doesn't know herself so she can't explain it to anybody else or connect with other people in the way that she wants to because she doesn't know how to do it she doesn't know how to express how she feels what she wants because she doesn't know who she is and i'm just like oh my god it's me i'm on screen if i was a hot brunette that would be me it's just (laughs) it's just yeah it's you know it's just a really great movie and i implore all of you to go watch it because that shit changed my life and it was just nice to see somebody and not even just one character but lots of characters that kind of had similar characteristics that I did and I was like oh you know I'm not the only one that goes through this I think that's one of the really powerful things about movies is like 
artists and producers and actors can create a scene or a film to resonate with people that go through these things and it makes you feel a lot more comforted like oh these there are people that actually do face the same things that I do so that was really that was really great okay so staying on the same topic as media I guess is what I'm going to call this some of the books that I've been reading so the one that I just finished was A Good Girl's Guide to Murder holy shit that book was so good I can't actually describe how good it is I was gonna do a review on my Instagram but I feel like I need to do a more in-depth one here because it was crazy it was so good it was so good should I do some like book ASMR do I hear like I should start an ASMR YouTube channel I think I'd be on to that okay pretty unpopular high school senior Andy Bell was murdered by her boyfriend Sal Singh who then took his own life. It was all anyone could talk about, and five years later, Pip sees how the tragedy still haunts her town. Now a senior herself, Pip decides to re-examine the closed case for her final project, at first just to cast doubt on the original investigation, but soon she discovers a trail of dark secrets that might actually prove Sal innocent, and the line between past and present begins to blur. Someone in Fairview doesn't want Pip digging around for answers, and now her own life might be in danger. If you like murder mystery books or a podcast, you know, if you're one of you're one of the girls, you know, that you actually, <laughs> that you listen to, you know, creepy podcasts and things like that, you will love this book. It was so, so good. So, this book, I have never been a horror or a murder mystery kind of fan because they freak me out and I'm just not into those kind of books. The only horror book that I really read was Tender is the Flesh, and that kept me up for a week. I couldn't sleep because I just kept thinking about that book. And I was just like, oh my god, I can't I can't get this out of my head. It's freaking me out. I can't do it, I can't do it. So I never really read horror or murder mystery books again until a couple months later when I saw how many good reviews this book got and just how many people love this series. So I read the first book, and I just went and bought out the next two books in the series. And those ones are Good Girl, Bad Blood, and As Good as Dead. I'm so excited to read them, but I'm also... I don't know if you guys ever get this way, but when you finish a book series, you feel just really sad and really down. That was how I felt. That was how I felt when I finished A Court of Thorns and Roses, the series. After I finished it, I had like a withdrawal period. I was just like, I want to live there so badly and I can't. And I just felt really, really sad. And I just felt empty almost after finishing that. And I know that's how I'm going to feel with this book series. I know I'm just going to be super down the dumps afterwards because I finished it and I can't go to that world and I can't go back and I'm just I'm so worried about getting to the end of that book series moving on to my next favorite thing from movies and books is food (laughs) I have spent so much of my paycheck on Jamba Juice lately which is weird because I've never been a fan of it up until recently I got this like mango dream 
whatever it is this like mango smoothie oh my lord it's so good but it it's so addicting and the only one near me is like 30 minutes away which is super annoying because i hate paying for gas <laughs> i need to join the cartel or something you know what i'm saying i just need, i need like some sort of like under the table payment so i can pay for my gas so i can go get my overpriced drinks you know from like starbucks and jamba juice and all that jazz i i don't know there's something about the brand that i really like now just like the overall aesthetic of it and just they have a bunch of great options too i haven't tried any of the other ones but i'm very curious to try the peanut butter chocolate one and probably i'm pretty sure they have like an orange dreamsicle one i want to try that one so you will definitely catch me there a couple different times i'll probably post about it at some point because i got nothing else to do so <laughs> And another thing, okay, I'm a slut for Trader Joe's. I probably haven't said that. Not slut, I've definitely said that. <laughs> but uh, Trader Joe's is just one of those things that I've grown up with. And I've been in since, oh God, ever since I can remember. I applied so many times there and they're like, we, we're not hiring anyone right now. And I'm like, but you guys have hi like four hiring signs in your stores. I'm like... How you about to tell me you're hiring, but then you're not going to hire me? I'm like, that's my argument with school, too, is, like, with community college, they make it so hard for you to transfer to a four-year, but I'm like, okay, so you don't want to help me get a degree, so I can't get a job, but the jobs I do apply to require a degree, so it's, like, this never-ending loop of just, like, what do I do? It's like only in America, I guess. It's just like, you know. Because, you know, only in America, it's like no degree, no job. No job, no degree. And you're just like, oh, where does this end? How do I get out of it? <laughs> but anyways, Trader Joe's has some of the best food and snacks. And I am there once a week. It's definitely where my grocery bill has gone through the roof this month in particular. Because now that I can drive... Uh, I definitely abuse that power for sure. So I'm going to share a couple of the things that I really like with you guys there. So the first thing, I was in the dip aisle. Yes, they have an aisle that's just designated for dips. Ooh, that'd be a good business idea. Designated dips. You know what I'm saying? Like, for specific things. You only dip certain things in, diff in certain dips. Whatever, I'm just talking to myself at this point. <laughs> but anyways, I was in the dip aisle and I saw this sweet cannoli dip and I was immediately brought back to my childhood when I would go and get cannolis with my family. But I never liked the outer shell, like the crunchy bit. I only liked the filling, which was ricotta cheese and chocolate chips. And it was so, so good. So I would always like cut them open and then just take a spoon and just eat the filling from the inside so when i saw this dip i was speechless i'm just staring into the dip aisle and i'm like oh my god look it's exactly it was made for me they kept me in mind when they were making this so i bought a big tub of it and then i also bought these waffle 
cone chips. It's just waffle cones, but they're like broken up into pieces. And I tried it. It is amazing. It's so good. I can imagine myself just eating everything with this. Like, what else did I try? Yesterday I tried pound cake with it. Super good. Um, you can dip like, I tried strawberries in it. It was pretty good. So it's really limitless what you can dip in the dip. So yeah, I definitely recommend that one. The other thing that I tried were these chocolate covered orange. I don't really know how to describe them. It's like orange jelly covered in chocolate. I have six bags of them in my pantry right now. I tried a bag of them in my car after I just got in there. Went right back in and bought six more bags and then walked out of the store. <laughs> what are the other things I tried? Oh, dark chocolate cocoa nibs. These were kind of an impulse buy. If you've been to a Trader Joe's, you know, as you're checking out, there's little shelves in front of you next to the card reader of little things like chocolate and gum and all that. I saw these dark, dark chocolate covered cocoa nibs. I'm like, oh, these look fun. Yeah, they looked like drugs, bro. I mean, it was like, I went into my car and I cracked open the lid and put some in my hand. It literally looked like I was pouring out a bunch of brown pills and people were going to think I was doing drug, like hard drugs in my car. <laughs> so I would just, I felt the need to like roll up my windows and put up my shades so no one could see inside of my car because I was, you know, doing some suspicious shit. And I'm like, it's all, it's from Trader Joe's. It's fine. This is legal. They were amazing. They're super bitter and... But the chocolate balances it out with the kind of sweetness. I feel like Gordon Ramsay right now. Ultimate culinary god. Um, but they were super good. Really good. Cheap. And yeah, two things that I love in my food. So <laughs> The next two... I guess next. The two last things I'm going to talk about. Coffee, ice cream, and vegan basil pesto. These two things are interesting. So coffee ice cream has always been my go-to flavor wherever I've been because I went to a place on the beach one time called Olaf's. I don't know if it's still there, but I got two scoops of this coffee ice cream. That shit changed my life. I've never gone back. I haven't had a single other ice cream flavor that I've loved as much as I did at that place. I really want to go back there. It takes two or three hours to get there though. And I don't got that kind of gas money. So I'm kind of just stuck sitting in my room, sobbing over the fact that I can't go get an overpriced cone of ice cream because I don't want to drive all the way there and I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> but anyways, coffee ice cream has been something that's been in my childhood for as long as I can remember. My grandpa's always had it in his freezer and I would just eat that shit by the spoonful. So I was so happy when Trader Joe's finally came out with a coffee ice cream flavor. It's amazing. And I don't really know, I feel like I need to find a new word for amazing because I keep using that word. But there's no other way to describe it other than, I guess, mind-blowing. What's the one Lady Gaga meme when she's like, show-stopping, never-before-seen, amazing, fantastic, like when she's just going on and on and on about just amazing synonyms, I guess. 
that's how I felt when I was eating this ice cream. The next thing was the vegan basil pesto. I love pesto, however, I find that I'm not going to say it tastes too much like basil because that would be kind of idiotic. It's like, that's the whole point. But I've found that it's always kind of has like a runny, watery texture and I'm not a huge fan of that. I kind of like when the pesto is, you know, has like a thicker consistency. Okay, moving on. The next thing that I've been completely obsessed with is Paula's Choice Skincare. Sorry, I had to get a gulp of that in. <laughs> so, I've been using this three-step routine that has actually made a huge impact just with how nicely my skin looks and it's faded my dark spots and yeah it's really just I've only been using it for about three weeks and I'm already seeing a massive difference which is a huge thing for me because my skin has been a really big insecurity of mine because I see and kind of compare myself to everybody else on the internet and I'm like oh my god my skin is so bad you know how can I fix it you know that kind of thing and it's super frustrating when you can't find anything that works for your skin so when I found these products, jumping for joy, you know, wanting to throw a party that, you know, I finally found something that helps my dry, acne-prone skin. So the exact name of it, let me do a quick Google search. It's the Extra, Extra, <laughs> it's the Extra Strength Travel Kit, and it comes with... Let me see what, like, so it comes with a cleanser, uh, an exfoliant, and a treatment that goes on last, and I've been using this for three straight weeks, and when I mean three weeks, I mean every single day for three weeks, and it's super affordable, it's really great quality, and yeah. I can't say enough good things about it. It's like, it's really made a huge impact and made a really positive difference in my skin. So yeah, I highly recommend you guys check them out because I've been using them for, since I was like 13 and, but I hadn't really tried a lot of their extensive products and their kits. So I highly recommend that you check them out and let me know if it does anything for your guys' skin as well. And, okay, this one's kind of a funny, not a funny one, it's it's a weird one. So, I have been interested in van life for quite some time. I've watched a bunch of people do YouTube videos and of them building out their vans and then living in them. What the pros and cons are, you know, it's a lot more affordable. Some people say it's more expensive than owning an apartment or house, you know. It kind of just depends on the person. Recently, I found a website called Van Life, which is, you know, what it sounds like. And essentially, you can buy vans that are already built out to live in. And I found one the other day. 
and I can totally see myself living in it. And it's going to be funny because if I ever do go through with this, my whole plan is to go to college, get a degree, live at home, and just, you know, work for a while until I have enough money to A, either move into an apartment, or B, buy a van and travel in it, which is like my top choice. Um, if I find a job that is digital and, you know, I can go anywhere and do it. A big dream of mine was to be an interior designer a while ago. And I thought that would be so much fun, like living in a van and then traveling to your clients' places to design their homes. I think that would be the coolest job ever. Now, I definitely need to go to school for that and to work at a firm and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but that is really something that I've been totally obsessed with, the idea of living in a van and traveling across the country. I think that would be so much fun. Like, I actually get goosebumps just talking about it and imagining my life you know, traveling to new places every week and, you know, doing vlogs and things like that. So yeah, it, it's something that I've definitely, I've toyed with the idea for a really long time, but this month in particular has been kind of that eye-opening, like, oh, I don't want to be in one place the rest of my life. What's a good way to get around and move and see new places? And I think this is the perfect opportunity. So I was on, <laughs> I was on uh, the Van Life Trader website, and I, let me pull it up, I saved one, it was so cute, so I'm kind of torn between a couple different ones, so there's a 1991 school bus that somebody turned into a livable space, it has a walk-in shower, and I know everybody's like, well, you can get that in an apartment, I'm like, but finding it in a van is impossible and very rare, so when you find one, you want to snag it up just real quick. The only problem, though, is, like, it's a bus, and I can't park that shit. I can barely park my little SUV, my tiny SUV. I mean, I'm just, like, it's not tiny, but it's, like, it's definitely on the smaller side, but I can barely park that between, you know, two lines. So I don't think that one's going to work in particular. I keep hitting the fucking cup next to me. I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> um... I think this is the one that I looked at. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so pretty. I'll probably post pictures of it um, over on my Instagram page. By the way, I have an Instagram page for the podcast. I was putting it on my book account, and I feel like I was bugging people because I'm just like, new episode, new episode, I'm doing this and doing that, and everyone's like, I don't give a shit, I'm following you for your book content, not to hear you talking to a mic. I'm just like, my bad. <laughs> Let me fix that real quick. But anyways, I'm looking at it right now. It's gorgeous. The entire in, uh, the entire interior is white and it has this warm kind of light oak countertops and shelving built in and has a full bed, which is like great. That's fantastic because I really want to, you know, have a big enough bed where I can sit and lay on and, you know, all that. And it, it's great. I just need to save up the money for it. That's the only thing is like, they're pretty expensive, obviously, because I mean, I'm not an engineer and I have no interest in spending the time and the resources to build my own because I know so little about it. So I'd rather just buy one that was already built out. So I'm in between a 2018 Ford Transit 250 uh, with a 148 inch medium roof with a Murphy bed 
that one is in LA. And then there was another one I saw somewhere. I think it was this guy. Yeah, it was this one. So one of the deal breakers is if it has a bathroom, you will not catch me shitting in a public restroom. It's not going to happen. You're not going to see me doing that. I refuse. I've been in enough when I've gone camping and when I've traveled around. Even the ones I went to in Arizona were horrific. I felt like I was going to get murdered in, you know, the big stall. And I was just like traumatized to even go into those ones. So the deal, like the bottom line is it has to have a bathroom. That's the shower is a give or take. Now, everyone's gonna be like, oh my god, that's so gross. You're not gonna shower. I'm not saying that. I'm gonna take, like, bird baths, you know what I'm saying? With, like, a hose and, you know, hose myself down or whatever, that kind of thing. But I refuse to shit in a public restroom. It's, I'm not gonna do it. I can't. I'm sorry. It's just, it is what it is. <laughs> um, oh, this is the other one that I was looking at. Okay. It's really expensive. It's, like, almost $140,000. However, I'm not going to spend that much on a house. I'll spend so much more. So I feel like it's kind of worth it. And it has a stand-up shower. It has a toilet. It has a full bed and a seating area. It's got appliances. It looks great. Like, this is definitely the one that I think that I would find myself living in if I could afford it. <clears throat> My bad. <laughs> so... I don't know. It's just, I've had this crippling fear that I'm going to end up living in the same suburban town that I'm in for the rest of my life. And I know a lot of my friends are like very on board with, you know, they want to live here and, you know, have a family and things like that. But when I see myself trying to live that lifestyle, I gag. I just get sick because I'm just like, I, I can't see myself staying in one place for my entire life. I get so bored. Like, it has, I have to change it up every once in a while. The only biggest downside, actually, there's a few. There's, like, two major ones. So, the first one is finding a place to sleep is really difficult. And most of the time, you end up sleeping in Walmart parking lots. And that, in itself, presents a lot of challenges and a lot of problems. Because I hear about the shit that goes on in Walmart, Walmart parking lots like, near me, and that freaks me out. You can, my most likely, what I'm gonna do is live or kind of hit up, like, RV camps, you know, those campsites. You do have to pay, but I feel like when there's more people around, I'd feel a lot safer than it was just me by myself in an empty parking lot. I'd feel a lot more concerned so I'd probably be staying at, like, an RV camp, which would be fun. I mean, like, you can probably make van friends and, you know, you guys can travel around and stuff. I wish that I had a group of friends that not only were into books and, you know, would go book shopping with me, but they would also... It's like, wouldn't that be so cool, though? Is like, you and your bros all have vans that you live in and you just travel around the country together, just, like, chilling, and then you can go and have campfires and do movie nights and stuff in your livable vans I feel like that's just like the coolest thing ever I feel like that would just be so much fun but I don't know where the hell those people are that's why oh that's another thing I'm gonna add to this episode is 
after I do this. I'm going to go ahead and explain a little bit more and then I'll go into my, I'll segue into my next topic. Um, but yeah, I feel like van life with your friends would be the coolest experience ever and you get to travel everywhere. And yeah, I just have really had a deep obsession with the idea of doing van life and creating content based on that. And yeah, I just, I think that would just be the coolest thing ever. The only downside is I have too many books. Like, (laughs) I don't know where I'm going to put all of them. I mean, I'm just going to have to have a complete shelved unit where I can put all my books or just storage specifically for all my books and things like that. So I'd probably have to whittle down my uh, collection before I actually get into this kind of lifestyle, which I can do. I can do it. I think then I would want a Kindle. So, <laughs> um, oh, I don't know why I lean in to burp into the mic. I'm sure you guys do not want to hear that. <laughs> um, okay. Anyways, moving on from that. My next thing that I've been toying with the idea of is friendship dating apps, but not like you don't date them. It's like friendship apps, things if I hit this cup one more goddamn time, I'm going to throw it across the room. I can't take it anymore. I keep hitting the little... It's... I'm like... I'm fucking losing my shit. <laughs> but anyways, I've toyed with the idea of going on like Bumble BFF or like those kind of friendship apps because I have a really hard... So in college... For me, in my situation, I find it very hard to kind of meet people that have similar interests. Most of the people that I've met at my school are either the best people ever and I still, you know, I am still in contact with and I still talk to them and hang out. But the other half have been total creeps and have just actually traumatized me and freaked me out. So I'm wondering if like the friendship app would be better because then you can tailor to like the age group that you want to hang out with like I don't want to be you know going to coffee shops with 40 old men like I don't <laughs> like I don't think that's like what I want De- I not think I do- definitely don't want that um but it'd be cool to hang out with like people my age and then have similar interests like reading or traveling or van life for example or you know just things that I like to do because I find it really I have been having a really hard time ever since, you know, middle school to actually find people that like the same things that I do. I don't know. It's just been really difficult, which is why I think I have such a strong connection to social media because I can connect with people that have similar interests as me and talk about it and, you know, build friendships and bonds over those kind of things. So I think it would be beneficial to try one of these apps, you know, in the future. I might do an episode where I, you know, do it for a month and see how it, you know, plays out. And then I'll just do an episode and be like, okay, here are my thoughts on this. Um, if you guys are interested in that. Anyways, I think I'm done. (laughs) I don't really have anything else to say other than I love you guys. And the people that have been supporting my podcast so far, I really appreciate it. Um, you guys have been so sweet and just very supportive and yeah it's been great and I can't wait to be you know making more episodes and hopefully improving uh, my speech and you know 
my content and I love you guys so much and thank you for listening and I will see you all next week. Bye!